Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. Stick around until the end of this podcast for a preview of a recent episode exploring the history of investors holding businesses accountable and the dawn of the ESG, or Environmental Social Governance, movement. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. One thing that's true about Endless Thread listeners is that they're really good at email. Which, honestly, these days feels like a rare skill. My inbox is, generally speaking, a total garbage fire. Mm -hmm. But if it's a message from a listener, it is almost always great. I am not just blowing smoke. Like, you guys have good things to say. Good story ideas, good feedback. Endless Thread listener email is, I think, the best email I get. This is true. And even when you're mad at us for something, it's still usually great. A listener named Kevin wrote to us recently about our Unsent Letters episode, which he couldn't complete because he got too emotional. He said, first time I've ever ended a podcast and deleted an episode without finishing it. Congrats on pulling that sort of emotion from this old curmudgeon. Kevin, sorry not sorry, love you man. A few weeks back we got a doozy though, from a guy named Niall who lives in Galway, Ireland. Hi, Amory and Ben and team, he writes, I'm getting in touch with a topic you may or may not find interesting in terms of content, but I'll explain as brief as I can. So I'm a 29-year-old guy from Ireland. I'm registered as blind. I've reduced mobility, and the only friend I have is currently in the UK. While the covid situation is impacting everyone. I feel particularly isolated due to being disabled. By the way, if you could hear a little voice talking behind Niall there, that's the screen reader he uses to translate text into sound. The truth is, a lot of people feel alone right now. But for reasons stated, Niall's operating at a different level of aloneness. Because while the pandemic has made a lot of us more isolated, that didn't really happen for Niall. The pandemic only made Niall realize that he didn't have many people to be isolated from in the first place. It made him realize that there's been a void in his life. A void where social connections would be, but aren't. And the reason Niall is writing us is that he's been trying to connect with people online. He's even posted to some of the communities geared towards making friends. There's one on Reddit called Need a Friend, for instance, and another one called Make New Friends Here. But he hasn't had much luck. Um, I've heard about great friendships which have been forged online, but apart from posting in Need a Friend and making friends here, I'm not sure what else to do. I'd love to hear from someone, but if this is too niche or off topic, I totally understand. 
Niall's actually well within the bounds of a whole genre of emails and messages we get. Basically, I'm looking for X community on Reddit. Do you guys have suggestions? People love asking us this, and we love answering. But clearly Niall's ask goes above and beyond the usual request. I First, I want to say I give you credit for having the guts to ask for help in making friends, because I think that's like vulnerable to ask for something like that, I feel. How many friends would you say you've had over your life? So um, I would say it's decreased from when I was in uh, primary school, maybe a max of 10 or 12, and then decreasing. This is not just a Nile problem. This is a becoming a grown-ass adult problem. But unlike many of us, Niall had the guts to call it out and to ask for help from his podcast friends, yours truly's. Is it too niche or off-topic, Niall? No, no, it is not. Will we help? Yes. Heck yes. I'm Ben Brock Johnson. I'm Amory Sievertson. And you're listening to Endless Thread. The show featuring stories found in the vast ecosystem of online communities called Reddit. We're coming to you from WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Today's episode... Niall Needs a Friend. Ben, have you ever played friend matchmaker before? In a way, yes. Like, I'm the type of person who's always trying to combine my different groups of friends together. High school friends Mm -hmm. and college friends, work friends and life friends. Because I'm like, these people, I mean, I'm clearly great. These people over here are great. These people are over here are great. Like, let's all just be great together. Let's get out, like, let's hang out. And how's that working out for you? Uh, I would say that my success with this is mixed. Um, <laughs> sometimes friend groups, like, regard each other with skepticism. Um, figuring out whether people will click is actually pretty hard. What about you? You ever play a friend matchmaker? I'm more of the romantic matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find friend matchmaking pretty stressful. But uh right. but you know, we gotta we gotta give this a try for Niall. So the important thing was to start with a little background. So we asked Niall what he was looking for in a friend. To a certain extent, it will be some shared interests. So in terms of like something like the technology or the musical theater or Netflix. I'd have great conversations with people at work about those topics, about Netflix and theater and so on. But outside work, that's where the connections end. Niall works in human resources. Outside of that, he's a pretty big science fiction fan. Right now, he's reading the book Jumper by Stephen Gould. But his greatest passion seems to be musical theater. So musical theater is another big interest of mine. Oh, favorite musical. Go. Well, the the stereotypical obvious answer would be Hamilton. But I just listened to Dear Evan Hansen today. It's pretty good. And then we have Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, Miss Saigon is really good as well. I think I... I, I wore out a Phantom of the Opera tape when I was when I was about eleven, to the point of like it basically like crumbled, and fell apart <laughs> because I played it so often. So, you and I could we could probably sing some Phantom of, of the Opera together. 
I thought we were going to make a pun there. There's a song in Phantom of the Opera called The Point of No Return. Oh. <laughs> well, what do you like about musicals, Niall? So, I guess, obviously, the catchy songs are they're really good and everything. But aside from the actual music... In a lot of them, it's the message, I suppose. The message is always, sometimes in the musicals I like anyway, is related to diversity and inclusion and overcoming adversity in some way. When he's not watching musicals, we wanted to know what Niall considered a good time, which, if you're Irish, is said a slightly different way. What to you is good crack? I think that's what you call it, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's it, definitely. So to me, it will be lighter conversation or a funny conversation with someone that was, you know, either shared similar interests or there was some kind of connection there. Um, A lot of times... Before the pandemic, when the work crew did go out for a work event, it would be in, you know, a bar or restaurant or something like that. And it that is, um, of course, it's a social setting and it's widely accepted that that is a good time. I would view a situation like that to be quite uh, stressful because it's quite difficult to hear people if there's, you know, loud music or a lot of a lot of other conversations going on. Remember bars, Amory? <laughs> you know, I didn't appreciate them that much in the before times, but I miss them now. I really do. I do too. But Niall and I are on the same page in that I also, I'm a little bit of an old man with this take. Like, loud bars, Mm -hmm. not always great for friend time. Um, Niall wants some engaging, lighthearted conversation, and sometimes bars don't really do the trick. Yeah. And at the same time, Niall says that the pandemic hasn't been great either. Because, at least from his perspective, people with personal connections are using social media to stay connected with each other. But people who are looking for new personal connections can't really do that as easily. What about people that didn't have that many connections before and now, you know, would like to make some connections? And I suppose I thought I I can't be the only person in this situation. I know mine may be somewhat unique in terms of the disabilities. But I'm sure there's other people in a similar situation. So after getting to know Niall, we got to work finding him some new friends. And by get to work, I mean we went somewhere we knew would be filled with good people who'd be excited about making new friends. The Endless Thread subreddit. Endlessthread.reddit.com. TM. (laughs) Yes, dear listeners, you were the secret sauce in our mission to find Niall some friends. All we had to do was write the perfect post, which we did with Niall's permission. Headline, Niall needs a friend. Could it be you? 
That was followed by an overview of our mission and basically what amounted to a friend dating profile for Niall. He likes science fiction and musical theater. He's open-minded, looking for casual conversation, yada, yada, yada. Within a few hours, we had a gaggle of folks all clamoring to be Niall's new friend. So we sifted through and came up with a short list. And by the way, if you posted and we didn't reach out to you, have no fear, we've got plans for you too. We ended up with three Redditors who, based on their written comments, chats, and personal messages, each seemed like they could become fast friends with Niall. Then we did what any good matchmaker would do. We called him up. Which Niall was cool with, by the way. He's not the most outgoing guy on the planet. So he agreed to let us basically screen his friend candidates before we looped him in. God, this feels like a job interview, you know? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't mean to no, I don't no. mean to make it feel that way, but you know, yeah. we're we're um No, it's I I know it's not you. I'm just like I got kind of nervous about this, so um Would you would you say you're a self-starter? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> Where do you that's... see yourself in five years' time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I spoke to the first friend candidate, a Redditor who goes by Headline Pickle. I'm Ellen. I'm 27. I live in Cardiff in Wales. Um, what I do, I'm, I work in RPA, Robotic Process Automation. So, Whoa. Um, it's a lot more exciting than it sounds. No, sounds a lot more exciting than it is, other way around. Uh, uh, I know. Um, it, basically, I automate boring tasks for people who work in offices so that they don't have to fill out lots of like spreadsheets or whatever themselves. As someone who deems spreadsheets to be my bitter enemy, I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Ellen is a big-time Reddit lurker, especially in the cute animal subreddits. Uh, so my current favorite ones is Pitbulls and Jammies. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. It's, just, it's like weirdly specific, but they just look so happy all the time. She says she's never been a big going out person, even in pre-pandemic times. When she's not spending time looking at pictures of pit bulls wearing pajamas, she likes to nerd out with her small group of close friends. We had a, a fun thing last year where we made a load of lightsabers out of um, plastic tubing and random stuff we found in charity shops. So just to do something different. But yeah, mostly just hanging out in our, in our gang. How would you describe yourself? I'm a nerd. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's the easiest way of describing myself. I'm a nerd about a few different things. So, okay, yeah. like D and D. Um, I play D and D musicals, theater. Uh, I've been doing theater for like since I was about nine or ten. F favorite um, role to play in a musical? Oh God, it's so cheesy. But the Legally Blonde musical is is way better than it should be. And I would love to be Al. <laughs> it ought to be really awful, but it's so good. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'd say more introvert. I can put on a good face, but um, I'm kind of happiest, like, uh, just around the people that I really like or sat at home playing video games. So, yeah, more more of an introvert, but good at pretending. What would you hope to gain from a friendship with the with Niall? I think it's partially I, I like knowing people in different places. I like I like having friends in different places. I want to know about like where he lives, what he does. Um I'd love for him to come here someday if like we ever get out of this lockdown. <laughs> um because we have um 
a monthly musical sing-along thing at a local pub that you know he said he really likes Hamilton Lin-Manuel Miranda has turned up twice to that in the past wow I I feel like it would be fun to take him to that if that was something that he was up for (laughs) um just be like come sing musicals with a load of other people that like to hang out in a tiny pub and sing musicals um because it's one of the best best nights out like the best feeling just being surrounded by a bunch of people that like the same things as you and sometimes this dressing up which is always fun how come you responded to the post about niall he sounded cool like he sound he sounded like he you know he's into the same stuff as me and to be honest somebody somebody who like would contact you guys and say help me do this like i think he's got he's got guts to say that he's out there and he doesn't have many people to connect with at the moment i think a lot of people are feeling like that but most people wouldn't say it Mm. i don't know there was just something about the pose that made me go yeah i like him i did our second friend interview which was with a redditor named ben we've got a different ben in the house right (laughs) we can tell we can tell ben he's been demoted I was like, I can be the other Ben. It's all We've right. We've upgraded <laughs> our Ben situation. <laughs> Real cool, Amory. Real cool. <laughs> Anyways, back to Ben. Other Ben. So my name is uh, Ben B. Uh, my user Reddit name is uh, The Music Button. Uh, I'm from, uh, live in Washington State, down in uh, southwestern Washington. And I am a middle school choir teacher. Oh, choir. Yep. How do you okay? How do you teach choir in these remote times? We sing, uh, but they're all on mute, um, which is super sad. So I sit here in this big choir room, uh, playing the piano and singing to them, and then assuming that they're singing back uh, with a you know I do the whole like Dora the Explorer thing where I'm just like uh, you know I sing something and then I'm silent for a couple <laughs> seconds. Um, well, what do you like about teaching music? For me, growing up. Um, music was, it was always the thing for me that kind of allowed me to speak a little bit more. Um, I was always uh, a little on the quieter side, um, definitely introverted. um, And music was the place that I felt like I could kind of be more of myself. And I think that for me, uh, that's one of the most important things for me in teaching. I always kind of say like, if you leave here a slightly better human being, um, that's kind of what I'm going for, Um, especially on the middle school level. You know, the kids just need uh, a place to belong. And I feel like uh, the music classroom is a really, um, it kind of lends itself to that. And I hear you like musicals. I, I do. Um, we were big Dear Evan Hansen fans. Uh, it was touring last year, and so my wife and I got to see it in Portland, um, which was awesome. Um, Come From Away is a really uh, one that we really love. Been really big into Hades Town. Uh, absolutely love the music. Um, and then if I'm going to go a little uh, into the more obscure, uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Um, Oh yeah! By Sondheim, that show—it's it, it was kind of transformative. Uh, it's a really—it's a pretty incredible show that not a lot of people um, get to see or perform because it's—it's kind of a wild, wild musical. There are worse things than staring at the water as you're posing for a picture being painted by your lover in the middle of the summer on an island in the river on a Sunday. How would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? Um, I generally am pretty low key. Um, I try not to. Try, try being the operative word there, not to stress too much about things that are 
outside of my control. I'm from New England originally, um, so uh, I tend to be a pretty straight shooter. Um, I'll say what's on my mind. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm not an overly emotional person, like outwardly, um, but you know, when it comes to things like music, it's that's definitely um, that kind of release point for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why did you respond to our post about Nile? We all need. Um, we all need friends. <laughs> uh, to, I mean, at its kind of most basic form. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I push my students um, to kind of get outside of their comfort zones um, a lot, especially in music. You know, asking them to record themselves or, um, you know, to literally stand up in a Zoom call and be like shaking their bodies out and stuff, doing a warm up or whatever. Um, and I think it's important for me also to kind of step outside of my comfort zone um, because if I'm going to tell them to, then I better. I, sh- I sure sure as heck better do it myself. So I just, I saw the post and I was like, you know, that is something that would be really good for me. I, I should, I should do that. I should respond to it. So that's, I mean, kind of the simple, uh, of why, why I responded to it. And he just seemed like a, the, a kind of person that I would probably get along with pretty well. Our third and final candidate on Reddit goes by the name Drizballs. I mean, seriously, like if I had known that I was going to end up being interviewed, I never would have chosen this name. I mean, even though it's, <laughs> it feels inappropriate, it also feels appropriate for Reddit somehow, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of come across like maybe a 15 year old boy, possibly. And the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drizballs is not a 15 year old boy. She's 30. Like Niall, she lives in Ireland and her name is Aoife. It's Irish. So the letters A-O-I in the Irish language um, make the, the sound E. How are you feeling about this interview? I was actually just saying it to your producer earlier. It's like, I've been thinking about it all morning and I know that you're going to ask me about me and I just got way too existential. I'm just like, what even am I? I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, so You're a carbon-based uh, life form, right? I mean, that's <laughs> It's a start. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm a carbon-based life form. In addition to being a carbon-based life form, Aoife is also a photographer. I love my job. I run a photo department, um, and I've got some really cool colleagues here. Uh, I love the company that I work for. I can either spend the day sitting on my arse editing on Photoshop, or I can be out on the other side of the country doing a photo shoot in mountains. So every single day is different. And then, yeah, come home to my cat and my husband and... Um, I like cooking, so I usually kind of spend a lot of time on dinner. And yeah, that's about it. How would you describe yourself? I'm kind of all about the funny. Like if someone's not funny, then they're dead to me. Um, I try to make everything that I do fun, even if it's like serious or if I'm bored or if I'm not enjoying it. Uh, I, I usually don't like people. So I have a really kind of close group of friends. Um and then after that, like, I kind of hate going out to in like being in a big group of people where I don't know a lot of them. I, I don't like those situations at all. What do you think are some of the challenges surrounding making friends as an adult? It's not that easy, you know, to just get out there and um, sometimes physically and sometimes kind of emotionally as well. So. Yeah, I've noticed that my friend group has definitely gotten smaller and smaller as I get older. I have one friend that I made recently, whereas all the rest of my friends are 
like over 10 years old. Like that's Well, it's good that you're making friends with people who are like older than 10. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 10 year olds, people under 10 years old can also be great friends. They're cool too. Well, I am a 15 year old but... boy after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I remember she and I were talking recently and we were, we were like, nobody makes friends, you know, in their 30s. It just, it's such kind of an enigma to navigate if you want to. So fair play to Niall for kind of reaching out to you and kind of taking this first step because it's ballsy. It's almost drizz ballsy. And it's... It's drizz ballsy. It's ballsy. And, you know, yeah. I, I hope he gets a, a lot of replies, you know. Um, he's definitely been creative about it yeah we had great conversations with ellen ben and Eva. from ellen nerding out in cardiff to ben leading awkward zoom choir calls in southeastern washington to Eva being a carbon-based life form in dublin the only thing left to do introduce them to niall coming up niall meets his new friends This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. A recent episode explores the long tradition of investors influencing companies to do better. If you even go back to the 1600s, the Dutch East Indies companies, you'd have ships that would disappear for three, four, or five years at a time. And there were mechanisms that were needed because investors would put money into these operations. Stick around until the end of this podcast for a preview of the episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the next step after talking to Ellen, Ben, and Aoife was making the introduction to Nile, which sounds great in theory. In actuality, meeting new people is kind of awkward. So... I'm just going to come right out and say that, like, this is an experiment for all of us, right? So I'm here, and I know some, <laughs> I I know some things. <laughs> I know some things about you, Niall. Um, I know some things about you, Efa, and you know, we're all just here. Uh, Do you know how much I hate you right now? <laughs> <laughs> So Aoife was up first, obviously, and I decided to set a timer for her chat with Niall. Ten minutes. Because you can talk to anyone for ten minutes, right? 
You can't talk to me for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a struggle. Minim- minimum is minimum is 35 <laughs> to 40. That's the minimum. Oh, so true. So here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> Blast off. <laughs> <laughs> Niall, I know I know you are a fan of musicals. Aoife, I don't mm-hmm. know if you like musicals at all other than I think you like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I am obsessed with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, it's actually funny. I'm not like a musical aficionado at all, but it's really coincidental that last year, um, a group of friends kind of, we all got together and decided that we were going to go to any musical that we could find that was going on in Dublin. So even if we'd never heard of it before or anything. So uh, within one year, I think we went to Les Mis, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, Book of Mormon, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't say like I'm super mad into it, but I definitely have been starting to get there. Yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned two of my favorites already, Aoife. <laughs> what are your favorites? Uh, Lame is definitely number one, but Book of Mormon yeah. is really cool too. It's really yeah, different. Yeah, that was like. really, we actually saw that in London. It was so good. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Prince of Wales. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prince of Wales is apparently the theater where Book of Mormon ran in London. I didn't know what Niall was talking about, but fortunately, Aoife did. Turns out they also both like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Can I just say, during lockdown, I just bought myself a Sunnydale High School t-shirt, <laughs> like literally about like three months ago. So I am so right there with you. <laughs> More common ground? The power of love of Celine Dion. Wow, I feel like it's rare to find two people who unironically love (laughs) Celine Dion. Right? I was like, tell me more. Oh, God, Niall, you Uh, take that. Bitch is crazy. uh, My my (laughs) first thing was going to be, what do you want me to explain? (laughs) It's all covered. (laughs) The ten minutes went by pretty quickly, I'd say. And we were on to the next potential friend, Ellen, who, as we know likes musicals maybe even more than Niall does. But not so fast about Les Mis, which is controversial in the musical world. Um, mm. I, just, I just took an intake of breath there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> good start. <laughs> some good moments. I didn't like the film. Really didn't like the oh, film, but I haven't seen yeah, it on stage. totally agree. Okay, so maybe all is not lost. All is not lost. And in fact, there might be some gaming in their future because Ellen is a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. And Niall, I would say, is D&D curious. Get in there, Niall. Water's fine. Definitely it'd be something that I'd love to learn more about and kind of how it works. Absolutely. Um, My whole group of friends play it. We've got like a load of games going on and obviously most stuff's online at the moment. So. If you want, if you wanted to try it, I'm sure I could like persuade my housemate to run a one shot, so like just a a single session campaign, so you can try it out. As a half orc named Kethar Thrunvar with a chaotic neutral alignment, <laughs> I would like to say <laughs> yes. I would like to see this collabo. Okay, let's see it. So last up was Ben, other Ben, who like you has no trouble jumping right in. I actually am curious, Niall, like kind of what got you into musical theater in the first place? 
So what got me it for first of all was actually the Fox program Glee and cool. that kind of introduced all the the big eleven o'clock numbers kind of thing and then sure. I looked into where they actually came from and uh-huh. that led to other musicals as well. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I have been I have been told uh, before by I'm a teacher that by my students that I'm a I'm like a real life Mr. Schuster, um, but I don't have the <laughs> hair. I don't have the hair though. And other Ben, the choir teacher that he is, wanted to know if there was any duet potential in the future. Have you ever like wanted to learn how to sing? So was it? Yes, it, and do I? Yes, but I don't think I actually can. If that makes sense. I am here to say that I, I truly believe anybody can learn how to sing. You just you just got to have the right people around. And uh, at the end of the day, as long as you enjoy it, that's kind of what matters. Do you like sing in the shower, Niall? Do you have any singing spots? Yeah, but mostly it's when I'm just here work on my laptop and come from where Liam is kind of on in the background. And yeah singing with that or murdering Hamilton trying to rap when I actually can't (laughs) (laughs) oh Niall we would all love to hear it we'd love to hear it (laughs) all right so you didn't get Niall to rap for you big mistake (laughs) huge but you did get some promising conversations going I mean I hope so I don't get any of the credit but I wanted to see what Niall thought after all of this Niall, how do you feel yeah, about the whole process? Totally fine. Really okay. Um, it's been really interesting to meet, you know, three people from three different locations. And they all have, like, something common, but something different as well. So it's, mm-hmm. I would imagine, it'll be, like, really interesting if we can see in contact and if we can get to know each other better. And Niall hopes he can get to know all three of them better, if the interest is mutual. Yeah, I'd be totally open to it. Something that didn't get attention, uh, I mean this in a good way, was the disability. So the blindness or the mobility it was it really took the took the back seat. I just thought it was kind of cool and kind of different that it it didn't take focus. It was totally in the background. What do you think, Amory? Did we do okay? You know. We did something, and that's kind of all you can do in these situations, is just set the wheels in motion. But we do know that, at least for now, the wheels are still turning, Ben. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Niall's still talking to all three of his new friends, for now. So, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I guess we just kind of have to wait and see, and... Ultimately, I I guess it's not up to us, right? It's up to them to see whether or not this stuff blossoms into something more. Yeah, we don't get a vote. But if you want to be Niall's friend, send us an email, endlessthread at wbur.org, and we'll pass it along. Amory, there is one more thing I want to say about this. Okay. 
And that is that I think we all struggle with this. I struggle with making friends as an adult, and I'm a fast friend. I'm a golden retriever, and I love (laughs) making friends. But as an adult, it's hard to make friends. I think it's important to say that and also to encourage each other to make friends, to do that awkward work of reaching out to each other, especially right now, because it's worth it, clearly. Also, I'm kind of jealous. I want to be friends with all of these people, too, including Niall. Pretty soon, Niall's going to be too busy for us, though. He's going to be like, uh, guys, I've got like 10 minutes at 2 o'clock that I can pencil you in for if you're free. <laughs> That's my dream. Endless Thread is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station, in partnership with Reddit. Josh Swartz is our producer, and he gets nervous making new friends because he doesn't want to be murdered by words. Mix and sound design by Matt Reed, whose favorite activity with friends is Photoshop battles. Michael Pope is our advisor at Reddit, and he thinks the easiest way to make new friends is when you're drunk or a kid. Extra production help from Frank Hernandez on Reddit. We are endless underscore thread. If you want to give us a story tip so we can tell it like we did today or contribute art for an upcoming episode. Hit us up there. My co-host is Anne-Marie Sievertson. My co-host is Ben Brock Johnson. We'll We'll let let ourselves out. Within a few hours, we had a gaggle of folks all clamoring to be (laughs) nuts. Sorry, I just had to do it once. And you are my this is the next 20 minutes of tracking. This is this. my this has been my whole day. It's just stuck in my head. But it's good, man. It's a good song. I I've totally I, I'm backtracking on, on what I said. Okay. Okay. I believe you. All right. I won't I won't be any I won't be disruptive anymore. No, you're gonna do it again, I can tell. <laughs> no, I won't. I promise I won't. Right. Okay. At least not right now. Okay. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not for this. If I have to do it again, tracking. you're definitely gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna I'm gonna get Dion'd. <laughs> <laughs> you might. You might. Ooh, well, two can play that game, sir. So that's true. Watch that's out. That's true. Emery, there's one more thing I want to say about this. Cause I'm your. There it Was is. Was it that? There it is. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. Listen on for a preview of one of the episodes. ESG, or environmental social governance, challenges businesses to think beyond the immediate bottom line. But before ESG, the balance scorecard did something similar. Questrom's Eddie Riedel explains. The big thing that was groundbreaking about the balance scorecard is really this idea to move beyond thinking about financial statements, which everybody had thought about since the 1920s, right? That was kind of the gold standard for how to evaluate a company and its performance. And the balanced scorecard's big insight, I think, was to get companies internally to think about, well, what if you don't just focus on financial measures? There are other things that are going to affect your performance, and maybe they won't affect them today, but they're going to affect them in the short term, midterm, long term. Building in those other criteria, those other dimensions, 
and explicitly linking that to your strategy, to how your company is going to operate, what kind of big decisions it's going to make, that's really what the big inside of the balanced scorecard was meant to do. And at the time, uh, right now, it doesn't seem particularly revolutionary. It seems kind of obvious. We've been stuck in the ESG movement for a while, and thinking about linking these things to corporate strategy seems pretty obvious. At the time, it was a pretty big, whoa, kind of moment. Find the full episode by searching for Is Business Broken? wherever you listen to podcasts, and learn more about the Mayrotra Institute for Business, Markets, and Society at ibms.bu.edu.